I get a lot of questions. Is it safe? That seems like a lot of money to do mission work, but it's really priceless. You always go thinking, I'm going to go do something good. I'm going to go make a positive impact. And really, it makes an impact on you. I'd never come back the same. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. This is Kathy with Rock Your Retirement, and today I'm here with Tammy Ferguson, who owns Love in Action Travel. Don't you just love that name? I'm so excited that she's here. She created this because her mission is to build brands, body, and a better world through marketing, wellness, and volunteerism. So Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Tell me a little bit about Love in Action Travel. We're doing a travel series right now, and I thought it'd be great to have you on board because you talk about socially responsible travel, right? Exactly, right. So I created Love in Action Travel because I know there are people out there who genuinely enjoy travel, but they also want to make a positive difference when they're exploring different places. So it combines your love for travel with your passion to want to serve others and make a positive difference. How does it work? What we do is we plan itineraries to different countries, such as Guatemala, Haiti, and Puerto Rico, and we market those itineraries and those trips online. And people can register with us and they can sign up and join us. And basically, their trip fee will cover their meals, lodging, any cultural activities we participate in, and also the community service project that we will be involved in. They pay for their airfare separately, and they will meet us in that country, and we participate together in a build, like a Habitat for Humanity build, or we serve at a orphanage, like when we go to Leagon, Haiti. In July, we'll be serving with a missionary team that runs an orphanage there. And so it just gives you a lot of different opportunities to give back to other communities. Tell me about the builds, like the Habitat for Humanity type builds. Are they sponsored by Habitat for Humanity or is it something else? The way that works is I used to be the senior marketing specialist at Habitat for Humanity's international headquarters. And while I was there, I became one of their volunteer Global Village team leaders. I'm a military spouse, so... I've actually relocated since then, and I resigned from my full-time position, but I continue to volunteer as a Global Village team leader. And so each summer in June, usually between the first or the second week of June, I plan a trip to Latin America, and I recruit people to meet me in the country, and we build a Habitat for Humanity house there. This upcoming June, actually the dates are June 3rd through the 11th, we will meet in Solala, Guatemala, and we will help build a Habitat for Humanity home with a family in need of simple, decent, and affordable shelter. And we'll also help put together what we call healthy home kits. These kits include smokeless stoves and water filters. It's just a great opportunity to meet new people, explore a different country, learn a new skill, and really rejuvenate and give back. So you go and it's actually through Habitat for Humanity. So that's great. How many of these houses have you built? 
my first Habitat for Humanity Global Village trip was in 2012. We helped build two houses in Dominican Republic. Then I led a team to Guatemala the next year, and we worked on two houses. I led a team to Bolivia, and we worked on one house. And I went back to Guatemala, built another house, and then I'm going back to Guatemala this year. So it's been really interesting. <laughs> that is that is really, really cool. I've never actually been on a Habitat build, although I was supposed to go to one, and I don't remember what happened, but it was around here in San Diego. So what happens on a Habitat build? How do they get everything so coordinated when you have all these volunteers? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how, that, how does that work? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Habitat is a nonprofit Christian ministry. They've been around for about 40 years. They were founded in Georgia, but they operate in probably about 70 countries around the world, which they're very well known here in the U.S., and a lot of people don't know that they function in so many other countries. For example, Guatemala, which is one of my favorite international affiliates to partner with, with Habitat, they've been around for about 30 years or more And so they're very well established, and they've been kind of hosting these Global Village teams for a very long time. So they're very coordinated. They always take very good care of us. They make sure that we have reliable transportation. We get to stay in hotels that are decent and affordable. They're safe, and they always take us to restaurants that prepare our food in a way that we don't get sick, and we always have purified water. They're very thorough, very good at what they do. And kind of my role as the Global Village team leader is I get to recruit people from around the world to meet me. And I work with them on everything from fundraising for their trip fee to preparing for the trip. That includes physical, mental, financial, a spiritual preparation, because it really is a week of work and service. So we get to do a lot of fun things because we immerse ourselves into the community. And so we get to explore and be a part of that area for a week. But it's also between the hours of about eight to four, we're doing manual labor. We're digging foundations, we're passing bricks, we're mixing cement by hand, we're building walls. It's a lot of hard work, but it's so worth it. It's so rewarding. But I help those volunteers get ready for it. Is there like a construction manager saying, okay, you dig this, okay, you mix, (laughs) like, how does it work? It just seems like with all these volunteers, (laughs) it seems like it would be a big chaos. (laughs) Well, it's kind of the same way it works. Stateside. If you sign up to volunteer on a Habitat Build site in the U.S., you don't have to have any construction experience. They always have trained and experienced and skilled workers on site to instruct you. So you actually get to learn new skills. I have helped build on 15 Habitat for Humanity sites. Nine of those were in different states around the U.S., and every build site is different. You'll get volunteers who have never swung a hammer before. They don't know how to hit a nail. They've never painted. And then you'll get volunteers who own their own construction company. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, yeah, it really brings people together. And amazingly, when we go to these different countries, for example, when we go to Guatemala, you kind of have some challenges with the language because they speak Spanish. 
Right. And so we always have a translator with us. They come from the affiliate's office. So we're able to communicate through the translator. But what you learn is actually during the week, you actually find a way to communicate with the Mason workers directly. So they will use their nonverbal body language to show you what to do and They teach us a few words in Spanish, and we get to kind of practice our Spanish. And it's just amazing how you can get people from all walks of life to show up in the country. Everyone speaks a different language, but some way we're able to work together so well. That's great. How do they choose what people are going to do? Let's say I come in, I say, "Mm, can I work on the tile or... Is it just, okay, the first 15 people are over here, the next 15 people are over there? How how does that work? I play a little bit of a role in that. We actually never know what stage of construction the house will be in when we (laughs) arrive. So we've shown up and there's been nothing but a flat lot. And they're like, okay, here are the shovels. You know, we need to dig eight feet trenches. (laughs) Or we show up and they've already started building the walls. So basically they'll say, okay, we're in phase one or two or whatever of this home construction. We need so many volunteers mixing concrete. Or we need people moving rocks. Or we need people moving bricks. And basically I allow the team members to kind of work that out between themselves. Some people will say, you know what? I've never helped mix concrete before. I want to try that. And so they might try that. Or you'll have someone that says, I don't have a problem. I can move those bricks. You know, I'm pretty strong. Or you'll have someone that says, I'm cool with digging the trenches for the foundation. I can do that. We're there for five days. So you may move bricks on Monday, but on Tuesday, you may do something different. So you kind of get to pick and choose what works best for you, where your strengths are. And we all work together. It's all a coordinated effort. Do you get to see the house finished before you leave or is it sometimes not done? Sometimes it's not done. It could be kind of disappointing because you go there, you think, oh, I'm going to build a house, you know, in a week. But if you arrive and there was just an empty lot, then there's a chance that you won't finish the house. But sometimes we arrive and they've already done a lot of the work. And so we put on the roof and it's done and we get to see that part. But the really cool thing is that the local affiliate is really great about staying in contact with us. And so pretty much after each trip, maybe a couple of months later, I'll get an email and they'll send us pictures of the house that we worked on. And they usually have the family standing in the kitchen or standing outside and you get to see what you actually helped to build. It's so rewarding. That is cool. Does the family ever pitch in right alongside you or are they usually doing something else? That's actually one of the requirements, which is one of the cool things about Habitat for Humanity because it's a hand up, not a hand out. Each family has to put in what we call sweat equity. You have to help build your house here in the United States and internationally. So we get to help this family build a house. We get to know them during the week. For example, when we were in Bolivia, The mother, the grandmother was there, and there was a little boy who was living there. It was going to be his house for his family, and we got to see him just about every day. He would come home from school, and we would be so excited, like, (laughs) yeah, he goes home from school, you know, and he would be excited to see us. We actually stay in contact with them. They had Facebook pages. Oh, great. 
we became Facebook friends with them. And actually, since we worked on that project, they've actually added another level to their home and they had another baby. So through Facebook, I've been able to see the progress and how our service during that week really helped change the course of that family's life. It really impacted them in a positive way. That's good. Yeah. Now, are there restrictions after they build the house? Is it 100% theirs or can they sell it or do they have to stay there? How how does that work? I know obviously about Habitat for Humanity, but I don't know how it works for the family. Well, it depends on the affiliate. You know, those rules are different here domestically. Some affiliates, you have to give them the first right of refusal if you want to sell the house or it just varies. Internationally, From what I've seen and what I've heard, most of those families, they keep their homes and it actually becomes a home that they pass down for generations. Not only do you change their life, but you change the generations for their family. That is so awesome. That is really great. We are going to take a short break right now. We are talking with Tammy Ferguson from Love in Action Travel. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Is it time for a pantry makeover? Hi, my name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm a professional organizer and productivity expert. And my question to you as you rock your retirement, is it time for a pantry makeover? I want you to think about what are your favorite foods and anyone who is full-time living in your house with you. What I think you'll find is a lot of the things in your pantry are things that your children like to eat or things that you serve on a seasonal basis. But your pantry should really only have your everyday foods in there. So make a list. What are your favorite seasonal foods? And what foods do you typically serve for family and friends? And then think about how often you have the family and friends over. Have your pantry reflect how you daily use your food. Declare a pantry amnesty day and clean it out. Donate all of your unexpired foods that are not daily loves to a local food pantry and start over. Check out the Organized 365 podcast for more on how to get organized as you rock your retirement. Hi, this is Mary Fran Bontempo, speaker and author of The Woman's Book of Dirty Words, and you are listening to The Rock Your Retirement Show. We're talking with Tammy Ferguson, who owns Eleven Action Travel. She's telling us about the overseas program for Habitat for Humanity. That's not all she does, but I just find it to be fascinating. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that and then about some of the other programs she offers. So Tammy, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for explaining how Habitat for Humanity works abroad. I find it fascinating. How many people does it usually take to do a build? How many volunteers do you need? Well, at minimum, we like to have a team of at least 12. That's a nice size. I like to keep my groups intimate so that it gives you an opportunity to really get to know each other and connect during the week. It also makes things a little easier logistically when you think about ground transportation and things like that. My group in June will actually have 15. So this will be one of my larger teams. But it's really exciting because, again, I have people on my team who range from beginners or people who have never traveled abroad or they've never worked on a construction site. And then I have people who do habitat 
Global Village trips every year. One guy, I think he does at least two a year. And so they're very active, very engaged, very knowledgeable, and they travel all the time. And I also get people on my teams who are couples. I have an engaged couple on this trip. I have a mother and a son, and I have a mother and a daughter team. That's always fun because, one, they get to kind of grow together and connect more as a family while they're on this trip. And then they get to meet new friends together. So they don't always know each other, the whole 12 to 15 people. Oh, yeah. Most times we don't know each other because we come from all over. Oh, right. So they're not all just coming from one church. They're coming from all over the United States. Is that correct? All over. Yeah. Oh, so it wouldn't be one church that sponsors to have 12 people go from that church. It's everywhere. Well, you know, some churches do that. Some local affiliates do these kind of global village trips. And so they'll have what we call a closed team. So let's say you're part of a church and you want to take your youth ministry. So you can go and it just be your youth ministry on a build. But for my teams, they're open. So I recruit people from around the world to meet me. I usually don't know them. I've had a couple of people who built with me more than once. So they built with me in Guatemala and then they met me in Bolivia. That's always fun. Yeah, because then you get to know them. Yeah. No, it's five days, correct? We have nine and 10 day itineraries. So we'll fly into country on a Saturday and then we'll fly out on a Sunday. Oh, okay. But you're building for five and then the rest of it is relaxation? Yeah, pretty much getting acquainted. Like on that Saturday, you're basically getting your bearings, adjusting to the time change. We'll spend the next Sunday meeting the family, meeting the affiliate, checking into our hotels, and then we'll build Monday through Friday. Then the Saturday before we leave is an R&R day. Yeah, you need a massage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's actually what I do every Saturday. (laughs) I go get my massage. I get a pedicure and a manicure. And just relax. Well, you'd be tired after all that building. <laughs> yes, it's very well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you keep saying affiliate. What does that mean? That's the local chapter of Habitat for Humanity. Every community has a different affiliate. We have, I believe the last count that I'm aware of was about 1,400 affiliates across the U.S. and Canada. So you have a local affiliate where you are. I'm sure we do, because that's where I would have done my build was here in San Diego. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Now, I know that this is an evergreen interview, which means somebody could be listening to this five years from now. So numbers can change. But can you give me a rough idea of how much it would cost to go to Guatemala, do one of these builds, do a nine-day trip? Do you have a rough idea for that? Yeah, well, I can tell you, like, for this trip in June, the trip fee is $1,870. And like I said, that includes meals, lodging, your ground transportation. So as soon as you land in Guatemala City, we have shuttle service to pick you up. It also includes any cultural activities we'll do during the week. So basically, when you pay your trip fee, you can arrive in country and not really need any more money. Everything is covered. Unless you want to buy souvenirs, then you can bring some extra money. If you're like me, you want a massage at the end of the week. Absolutely. But everything's covered, and it even includes travel medical insurance. Oh, that's even better. Okay, now I'm just going to give one piece of advice Get the massage. Don't go without the massage. You're going to need it. You're doing manual labor. (laughs) So bring enough money for the massage. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, that's the price of a cruise. Right. Yeah. And you're doing good with that money. Exactly. It's an investment, like I said, for the present family and even for generations to come. It's not a donation, but you can see what your hard work and what your money is going towards because everybody's not a volunteer, right? Don't they need some paid staff as well? For the local affiliates? Yeah. I'm assuming that there's at least one paid person who knows construction. Is that correct? Yeah, they have paid staff. And actually, part of that trip fee is a donation. So a part of it goes to Habitat International because they operate all around the world. And then a part stays right there in that country. So if you're volunteering in Guatemala, a portion will stay there so that they can continue building. Is that portion, like, give me an example of how much they would be able to write off on their taxes, if any. Habitat for Humanity is a 501c3 nonprofit. And so you get a statement when you make your donation. We advise people to consult with their tax advisors and their accountants. You do get a statement. Is it for the whole $1,870? Yeah, you get a statement that says, thank you for your donation of $1,870. Oh my goodness. Well, that makes it even better. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to my husband. Although I don't know if he would want to do building for five days. (laughs) That's more up my alley. (laughs) Wow, this has been really interesting. Okay, so we've talked about Habitat for Humanity. And you do non-Habitat travel too, right? Right. I do some custom trips. I currently live in Florida. So we like to support our local small businesses. We will plan custom itineraries for agritourism, which is when you combine agriculture and tourism, think wineries, vineyards, you pick farms, things like that. We also do cultural tours. For example, I'm a military spouse, so we were previously stationed in Oklahoma. So we would arrange for cultural tours to the local Native American sites. So we would visit their museums and we would see demonstrations and things like that. We also do Fathom cruises. I don't know if you've ever heard of Fathom. No, what is it? It's a new way to cruise. It is amazing. You just mentioned cruises a moment ago. Imagine going on a cruise, but during the week, you actually do kind of like what you would do with a habitat trip. You go into the community and you serve. You're kidding. Like, I'm trying to imagine this. I'm not kidding. It is amazing. They were actually the first American tour company to go into Cuba after the embargo was lifted. So they got a whole lot of media around that. But it's an actual cruise ship. It's a smaller version, and it's a lot more intimate. You really connect with the people on the cruise. They have workshops to kind of talk to you about volunteer work and serving, and they prepare you for the service you'll do in-country when you arrive. They do trips to the Dominican Republic and to Cuba. Some examples of work and service you would do is you may go out to the cacao farm and you help the cacao farmers, or you'll build water filters, or you'll plant trees. So you get the finesse and the luxury of the cruise experience, and you have the port, Puerto Plata, but you also get to serve and make a positive impact while you're there. Now, are you an agent for them as well? I am. (laughs) That is so awesome. I want to go to Cuba. Is it about the same cost as the Guatemala or would those be more? Well, it costs more, especially for Cuba, because, you know, Cuba is brand new to everybody. It's a lot more costly, but it's a different kind of experience. Of course, because it's more luxurious. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. 
what I like about it, you know, with Habitat, you have to be at least 16 to be on a Habitat construction site. But with the Fathom Cruises, you can bring your kids. You can? As long as they're eight and up. Yeah. Do they work as well or are they in a child activity? They have kid-friendly activities. But for instance, when you go into the community and you're planting trees, your child is helping. You know, they're engaging. That is awesome. (laughs) It is. It is fascinating. I was so excited to hear about this company. I couldn't wait to get on board. And they leave out of Miami, Port of Miami. So as long as you can get your airfare, get to Miami, you can board there and you can cruise to Cuba or you can cruise to Dominican Republic and you get that adventure along with doing some positive good in the world. That's good. We're going to have to do a side-by-side spreadsheet, a Disney cruise versus Fathom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Kids, we're going on a cruise. Nope, there won't be any um, mouse ears on this one. You're going to be working the whole time. But you do get to, like I said, when you make it to the port, like in the Dominican Republic, you can do the scuba diving. You can do the zip lining. You can hang out on the beach. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now I'm going to have to check that out. We're definitely going to have a link to your business in the show notes here. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Is there anything else that I should be asking you that I can't think of because I'm I'm just awestruck right now? (laughs) I get a lot of questions. People ask me things like, is it safe? That seems like a lot of money to do mission work. But you know what? It's really priceless. I've done this since 2012. And you always go thinking, okay, I'm going to go do something good. I'm going to go make a positive impact. And really, it makes an impact on you. I never come back the same. I never come back the same. And it changes me as I grow. Each year I'm growing and I'm learning more about myself and learning more about how to engage in the community and how to love people and how to serve freely. And every year I do these trips and I grow even more and even more. And just when I think I've done it all and I've seen it all, you know, I learn something new and I get to meet all these amazing people from around the world who are interested in the same things I'm interested in. They want to serve others. They want to do good. They enjoy travel. I'm continuously making friends and making connections. They last a lifetime. I still stay in touch with a lot of my volunteers that I've met over the years. And I still stay in touch with a lot of the families that we partner with. It is worth it, every penny of it. And I have a lot of college students, a lot of millennials, a lot of young families who want to get involved. And sometimes they look at the price tag and they say, oh, that's a lot of money. But I'm here to coach them. I can help them with fundraising. And let me tell you, people get behind these causes. They want to support you. Because there's always someone who's like, oh, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. But that's not for me. And instead of them going, they'll support your trip. They're willing to support you financially and support you in prayer and and all of that. A lot of people kind of you know makes them nervous, you know, traveling abroad, partnering with someone they don't know, being on this group with all these strangers. But it's so worthwhile. It changes you. It changes the community. And it really makes a lasting impact on so many people. That's great. Could also be a wonderful gift from a grandparent. Oh, yes, absolutely. That is so great. Thank you for sharing. How would somebody get a hold of you if they want to learn more? If they want to learn more, they're welcome to visit my website, loveinactiontravel.com. We have a newsletter that we send out each month so they can join our newsletter 
and get updates on any upcoming itineraries we have. Because for our trip in June, we've met our deadline, so we're not taking any new volunteers, but maybe they're interested in going to Haiti with us in July, or maybe they want to go with us to Puerto Rico in December. For the people who will listen to this next year or the year after, we'll continuously be updating with new itineraries. Get on our email list, visit our website. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Instagram, LinkedIn. So anywhere in the World Wide Web where people are connecting, we're there. And it's love in action. You also created a a nice little freebie for the listener. It's five ways impact travel helps you rock your retirement. So the listeners can get that at rockyourretirement.com forward slash impact. Thank you for creating that. We really appreciate that welcome. Thank you for sharing it with your audience. You're welcome. Thanks again, Tammy, for coming on the show and telling us about Love in Action. It sounds wonderful. And for the listener, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. This review is by James Hendrick. He writes, great podcast. This is a fantastic podcast for anyone getting ready to retire, already retired, or taking care of family members in their later years. Can't wait for the next broadcast. Keep them coming. Thanks, James. I really appreciate that. Wasn't that fun? I'd love for you to leave a review too. And if you don't know how, just go to rockyourretirement.com slash review, and that'll take you to a free video tutorial that shows you how. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode 1 and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. 
This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, Actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, We actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.